In a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, welcome everybody to another live episode for our top 10 patrons at the $10 and above level here on the top 10 show. Uh, I am the outlaw John Roca joined as always by my brother over there, Matt Nost. How are you, Matt? I'm good. Um, <laughs> you know, I was just stretching before we started. Yeah. Getting amped up for the people, for the live people. How are we? Uh, whoever is watching uh, live. I don't have the the comments straight in front of me right now. I don't want to tax my computer by opening up YouTube plus opening up StreamYard. So (laughs) I rely on you for updates on the comments. That's as as well. uh, That's totally fine. Matthew Simmons is in here right now saying, Hey gang, uh, we got a few people in already. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, just a quick plug for our Patreon, patreon.com slash the top 10. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's right above my head. It's also in the description of this chat and uh, we'll pin it. Uh, oh, no, and we'll let you know that that's uh, where you need to go. If you donate at mm-hmm. the $10 and above level, if you become a $10 and above uh, patron supporter of the top 10, then, uh, you know, you get to uh, get these every second and fourth week of Thursday. Uh, sorry, every second and fourth week of the month. Uh, Thursdays at 12 p.m. PT, we go live for the mm-hmm. fans to watch and enjoy us uh, here uh, on the channel. And it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we're turning that corner where the everything's starting to open up a little bit, unless you're in Japan. And... Uh, we're looking at the possibility of doing some live shows, so come aboard, support us, uh, start to uh, open the door yourselves to supporting us to get to a live show in your city. Uh, you know, in the past, we've opened up Facebook groups for certain cities, Matt, and mm-hmm. people have responded positively. So we're slowly kind of creep, kicking the door a little bit, opening the possibility of of uh, putting this thing back on the road and having a little fun with everybody. So uh, come join the train now. Come get aboard the Patreon train for the top 10 now if you want to do that and help us out. Please do. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, go. By join us. It, it'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Um, what's new with you? I'm heading up to L.A., uh, to uh, watch Black Widow tonight. First time I've seen so many of my friends in over a year in person. Uh, there'll be about 30 of us. So wow. that's going to be interesting over at the Sunset Five. I've already seen the movie, but hey, I'm going to go and enjoy it with my friends. Yeah, why not? A, a fun. Yeah, I mean, it's been forever. And I'm not going to do this all the time. So, you know, one night driving up, driving back, you know, it's cool. It's been a year and a, you know, four yeah. months. It's yeah. entirely worth it. I would do it too. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I went to my first barbecue over the weekend, like oh. on where I've been to family barbecues, right. but right, right, it, right. you know, that's something entirely different. Although one, I didn't realize when I got there was a full on kids party from the neighborhood. Too. Oh, 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 yeah. It was oh, outside. Oh, oh. So that was fine. But there was like yeah. 30, 40 people, and 10 kids running around, 12 kids running around. <laughs> Uh, that one was that one was pretty big, but yeah, uh, it's slowly like getting back to having some semblance of yeah. a life again. So it's entirely justifiable. Drive up, yeah, see a bunch of people you haven't seen in forever. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As soon as we're done with the live show and then uh, we, we do our, our topic thunder, I'm getting in the car and rolling out. I already put gas in the car, already pumped up the tires, took a shower. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Check the tire pressure? <laughs> oh, yeah, always. That's something put into me from my dad ever since I was a kid. Always check the tire pressure, son. You never know what can happen on the road. So, I guess I'm right. so used to, at this point, uh, my last two cars. So this one and the one before had a tire pressure gauge. Oh, yeah. So it would just beep and tell me one of them was down, and then I'd have to figure out, well, my I think my new one might tell me back right or back left, whatever the case is. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I've driven across the country. I don't know how many times. I've never checked it beforehand, unless it looks low. Yeah. Even though I, it is, it's smart. You just never uh, know. You just never know if it's going to yeah. go low while you're driving. Plus, you might as well, you know, take care of it now. Proper inflation increases your gas efficiency. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So you, I mean, over a long haul, I should do it. I've driven across <laughs> the country several times. Uh, but I didn't yeah. know about the, the pressure, like the pressure actually aiding your gas mileage until yeah. I had done most of those drives. Right. That's always a nice little fact. Yeah, well, someone still, should have told me this from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they knew or the dissemination of information now is so much easier. Right, than right. When you and I, the first, for me, what? Yeah. First, like, five, six years of my driving, internet was just slowly coming into being. But also, it's a dude thing, isn't it? You should know. You should know. It's that dude thing, too, sometimes. Guys are uh, like, I've never. You should I've, fucking know, man. I've never I've never been a car guy, so I don't really care. Yeah, me either, dude. Something so. like that. Yes. I, I've changed my oil before. I did it. Uh, I used oh, to have a okay. Jeep, and it was, you just had to get underneath it, and it wasn't that bad. I have no idea my new car because I just take it in. It's Right. Uh, I changed the alternator on our truck. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Thank you. Respect. It sounds impressive. Anyone could do it. Uh, it, I'm, I'm dead serious. It just took me, it took me an hour and a half. And I think if I knew what I was doing, it would take me 45 yeah. minutes. They, they charge a pretty penny for changing out the, Oh dude, so much money. That's why I was like, yeah. I, I think I could do this. And then I looked it up online and I found a step-by-step -step and a, a couple videos. And I was like, I can yeah. definitely do this <laughs> to save That's like great. $700 or something. Exactly. Like, exactly. This took me an hour and a half. It works just fine. It's good to go. But yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. My dad, you know, he used to want to get a, I, I'm not, I wasn't built that way. My brother and my dad, boy, they love to tinker with cars, man. They love to tinker with it. My, sure. my brother will never buy a new car. Uh, he just constantly buys used cars and just fixes them up for himself. But half the time he, he's using my mom's car because he's it the car doesn't he, it doesn't work. So it's like. I get the desire to do that, but at some point, man, have a little uh, perspective, have a little, have a well, little self awareness, man. If you're churning over that many cars, save one for yourself, and then just go buy another cheap used one. Exactly. And build that up. Exactly. I'm amazed he didn't come to that conclusion. Like that seems well for me. I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear you. I think you're absolutely right. It's just, he's just got a weird way of thinking about the world. So yeah, teach their own. Yeah, teach their own. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've always had a car. Always needed a car. You know, started working at 15, 16 years old. My dad. Bought me my first car. It was like a $2,000 Dodge, whatever it was, yellow thing. And I had it for like three or four years. And it had, it had like 100,000 miles on it. This Navy dude kept it in pristine condition, sold it. We got it. And I that was like what I trained on. Then eventually, you know, bought my own car and then started buying yeah. from there. So, you know, I've always had that. And this is probably the longest I've had a car, the Prius. It's been like seven years now, which is, or maybe even eight Great which value. Is crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it's yeah, I ne- drive. never broken down, never had an issue with it much. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I drive my cars until they're basically it's like, it's not worth it to fix it up at this point. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, my last one, my AC went out in my yeah. I had a Mazda three. So my AC went out and I was debating on doing something like that and then to change it out. And then I got into uh, an accident Ooh. where the front of my car hit the back. It was a weird situation, but ultimately it was my fault. It's the only accident I've ever been in. Yeah. And once oh, again, wow. I drive a lot. You've only been in one? Uh, one Shit. one genuine accident where there gotcha. was damage, like full. Uh, no, I'm sorry. There's two. Yeah. I've done it twice. That's it. I've come yeah. damn close several times. I even once I was hydroplaning and I took off Ooh. and I whipped into the turn, the left turn lane at the very last second. Oh. And I got around just so much that I, I used to drive a, a Toyota Camry and I had these weird little rubber uh, stretches like a one inch long or two inch long strip that went down the back quarter yes. panel. Yes, I remember those. And that rubbed up against this car's version of that. <laughs> And that's all we did. And the guy got out and he's like, I can't believe you got out of the way. That was so impressive. And we both looked at the cars and like, perfectly fine. Let's just move about our days. I, my heart was racing. Rubbing is racing. Rubbing, Rubbing is, racing. is racing, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I, I drive my car until it's like, ah, it's not worth it anymore. And then I buy a new one. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I as soon as I'm, I'm in, the, like, I almost bought a new one earlier this year. Um, but then I was like, nah, why add that to the bills? There's uncertainty here. Let's establish ourselves a little bit more in San Diego and then see where we're at. And there's no need. The the Prius is running fine. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, I just probably maybe have to change out the mats cause they got a couple of holes in them. Sure. That's cheaper than buying a new fucking car. So, um, it's not an issue overall. Although yeah. depending on how much you drive, it might be cheaper to lease. Yeah, that's what, uh, uh, that's what, uh, uh, yeah, that's what, um, uh, my girlfriend is doing. She's leasing hers mm-hmm. to try to see how, you know, like what this experience is like for her. I've leased a, a, a Volkswagen in the past, uh, a Jetta for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it might be cheaper mm-hmm. overall, especially if I trade that thing in, get it a real low lease, uh, situation or even yeah. sell it on my own, which I've heard a number of people say the Prius, you'll get more value selling it on your own than, trading it into the dealer so we'll see i don't know just kicking it around for sure yeah um so we got new some more people here in the chat uh we got mason sasser joining us alex russell joe farrelly thank you very much everyone uh james petty and james petty asks does america have a legal reliability test for cars like the mot test in the uk well we have safety inspect with well, it depends on the car, right? Like, I just did a smog mm-hmm. check, but I haven't had to do a smog check for years. Yeah. Um, what about you? It's the same thing. I think that's the most we have to do is make sure that's up to emission mm-hmm. standards, but we don't have to make, we don't have to take it in and run it through its paces yeah. for some sort of tester yeah. to make sure that it still drives fine. Uh, yeah. So, I think it's state by God. state. Like in Virginia, you have to get it inspected every two years. And then okay. you get your thing. But in California, I've never had to get my car inspected to get it qualified that I can remember. Or maybe the Prius just has like a different set of terms for it versus an, another car. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But the three states that I've lived in since I've basically been driving. Yeah. Uh, none of them required it. Yeah. It is state so, by state. Man. Yeah. So there's three out of 50. So it sounds like Virginia's one. I don't know what the rest are, but it's not something I hear about 
all that often. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, we don't have to do any of that jazz here at least. So and my smog check was done in like 10 minutes. I couldn't believe it. Just rolled up into a place over triple a triple a does them or the places. And so you go, you know, triple a does your, I didn't know they do your, your license renewal, your freaking registration renewal. I had no idea, man. So (laughs) just like so easy. It got it done within an hour or two and in LA would have taken me half the day, if not longer. So I like that. Um, True. So Mason Sasser, he says, uh, some good news to share. My wife and I will welcome our first baby in January, a future member of the top 10. Gotta love it. Come January. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, where do you live, Mason? Yeah. Where do you live, Mason? Where are you at there, buddy boy? Um, oh, yeah. Alex Russell saying Massachusetts needs those uh, those uh, every year, those uh, uh, situations. Well, year, Massachusetts can fuck right off. That's what it can do. <laughs> that just sounds like mechanics lobbied and got that into law. <laughs> You got to bring it to an inspection so we get our our cut of everybody's money once a year. Nice. Oh, he's living in Japan. Yikes. Mason, be careful. Be careful, Mason. Uh, All that, you know, now they're not going to have people in the stands for the Olympics, Matt. That got announced earlier today. Yikes. Did it really? I I had not seen that. Yeah. No Uh, fans in attendance now for any of the Olympic Games because of Japan's rate covid rate the population like a month ago was asked whether or not they want to do it and overwhelmingly 80 some odd percent yeah. said we don't want this happening yeah. this year yeah and they've already no spent sense. so many billions of dollars it was like five billion just to delay it a year right and where are you going to make that money back now if fans aren't coming what's the point like it makes no sense maybe there's some tv deals and you get some recoup some money from agreements yeah, it's in, in that yeah, situation insurance but, and tv yeah. deals and it's money yeah, is the only motivating factor sponsorship loss. Yeah, although it'd give it'd give more U.S. Olympians time to smoke some pot. I can't believe uh, she's gonna miss out. Oh yeah, Shikari for, Richardson. Yeah, uh-huh. for smoking some pot. That's stupid. That's stupid. In it no is. way does pot help you run faster or jump or do any track and field event better. It helps with recovery. Uh, okay. Well, that's what it just, I've done it before after like long days of skiing where my joints oh, yeah? are, I'm just sore and whatnot. If I smoke a little pot, it genuinely helps with the next okay. day I can go skiing again. Whereas I will feel it more physically. I swear to God, right. that is anecdotal evidence because it's only one person, but I know for okay. me in those instances, shit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so when the article comes out that Kevin Durant, Durant blazes more than you ever thought, like he might be the Willie Nelson of the NBA. <laughs> part of me is like, I, it helps me in those. I don't, smoke that much right it right. only takes a few hits and i'm i'm good to go but yeah uh we gotta yeah, get I rid know. of that nonsense dude we gotta get rid of that nonsense marijuana well, is just marijuana ladies and gentlemen jesus i know but at the same time you're dealing with an international group of individuals you're right yeah yeah, yeah. so you have yeah. to kind of do the standard across the board yeah, uh, we're just not there yet, unfortunately, where the no. entire country is cool with it and these federations are cool with it. The leagues are just finally getting to be cool with it, like the NFL and stuff. You know, Someone said to me, Ricky Williams was 10 years too late. And I was like, yeah, that's a shame of it overall. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, J- Josh Gordon is now reapplying to be part of the NFL again. It's like, oh, my God, man. So uh, uh, his, though, more so seems self-destructive behavior. Yes. Yes. So he'll find another way to drum himself out of the league. 
consistently. Yeah, God, yeah. I hope not. God, I hope not. Me neither. I'm not wishing that on him, but I, yeah. you know, fool me once, but fool me twice. It's uh, I'm not buying at this point. Prove me wrong. I'm not yeah. rooting against you. I just, you got a track record. I'm assuming that's going to hold. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. I hope I'm, I hope I'm dead wrong. <laughs> um, and prove me wrong. I'm a fucking hater, bro. I am a hater. So throw some shade my way and call me out. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm pulling for you. I just don't see it yeah. really happening. Yeah. Matt, you got any entertainment news? You've been bringing up entertainment moves the last few weeks we've been on the show. I have. It's like about? I happen to be on Twitter and I see something and be like, oh, but I wonder because it's so quick. I know across your other yeah. shows and whatnot, you talk about this, but if it happens breaking like right beforehand, it's happened to, well, to yeah. me, it was with that morning. I always like talking with you about this stuff, man. It's something we used to do on the show. We used to yeah, do I, reviews. We I used did to do not those look kinds this morning. So, oh, okay. All right. Uh, so I have nothing. What do you got for me? Uh, Turn the tables. <laughs> did you see the Val Kilmer documentary trailer? I did not. Okay. Didn't even know it existed. Yes, it's coming How's out. It, look? it, it looks good, man. Uh, really? Apparently, he's been shooting home movies since he was uh, 15 years old. So the documentary is like, all of his home movies that he shot as a kid, as a teenager at Juilliard on the set of Top Gun, Batman Forever, Tombstone, Heat. He's got all How kinds long is of this footage. Documentary. It's, I don't know. I don't know. It's about his life. Um, and uh, I did a trailer reaction for it on my channel, and I was like, "Who is speaking? Who is doing the voiceover?" Because it sounds like Val is Val. Was this before the surgery? Uh, how long is this? And people are saying it's his son. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, he sounds just yeah. like Val Kilmer. And then they show the last few seconds of the trailer how he speaks through a voice box now because of his uh, throat cancer. Yeah. It's fucking heartbreaking, man. It's fucking heartbreaking. And so you're just like, Jesus. Um, but it'll be interesting to see like the progression of his career. And that trailer looks really good. It's coming out uh, July 23rd on, on in theaters and then August 6th on Amazon Prime. Um, so, um, I mean, I did see the succession trailer, but you don't watch the show or at least last we talked, you I haven't don't. watched it. No, no, no. Uh, did you like it? Just, you know, yeah, it looks, it looks like more of the same, like, oh, I am geeked to, to see these assholes fight amongst themselves. <laughs> uh, genuinely it there, it's really effective. I can't, I can't yeah. recommend it enough. I've got to watch it. I've got to watch this thing. It I really do. It took me quite a few episodes to get into it. Oh, really? One. Okay. But then once it hooked me, I just love it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the second season is even better. Wow. Yeah, I've seen the first episode. Haven't gone past that, but it might be time. Because, I mean, dude, if I can push away, if I can knock out seven seasons of Bosch in three weeks, I feel like I can knock out Succession <laughs> in a few days. Man, I can't do it. I tried watching Bosch two different times. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think you've mentioned that. It's just not your cup of tea. And I get it, dude. I get it. Trust me, I get it's, it because everything seems to always work out for him. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's just over and over, and you're like, "All right, it." You really need to like the character a lot. Yes, you do. You know, I, you just, I just like along for the ride. Yeah, right. I like Titus Welliver, man. So sure, it goes with that. So, but like, yeah, he, apparently he can break all the rules in the world. But if someone breaks a rule, 
at his expense, oh, he's an asshole. We're supposed to be against this guy. And I'm like, yeah, or girl. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not in on that. So I, I was constantly like when we watched the show, I was constantly mm. calling out the bullshit half the time. Yeah, it's you the know. worst. It's, it's frustrating. And his daughter is apparently uh, the most advanced, intelligent daughter ever in the history of mankind. It was ridiculous to see her figuring shit out that like 20 lawyers with 20 years oh, of experience by what season out. seven she's yeah. doing that she's she's an intern working for uh um what's her yeah. face mimi rogers who was his who's the villain in the well, not villain but like the antagonist in the first season all of a sudden things change and now she's working for her and she's figuring stuff out about the case and uh you know stuff like that and it's it, you know i don't know it's just it there are moments that are fr- i like the show but there are moments that are frustrating yeah. um and it was nice to just hang out with the actor who played marlo in the wire for a little while as well yeah he's playing the cop the straight cop in yeah. essence yeah. the one that's Jay by Edgar. the book yes exactly uh yeah i like him in it mm-hmm. um it just never sunk its hooks into me yeah yeah absolutely i tried though I did definitely, most definitely try. Are so, you into something now? Are you watching something now? The only thing we're watching consistently is evil. Oh, yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it's on season two. I think there's only like going to be the same thing again, like 10 episodes or something. Mm. I think they just approved the season three this morning. I think that they're going to do a season three of it. I think. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It's totally, I mean, for. I think I told you about it once before, but for a mm-hmm. CBS show, it's pretty. That's right. You they push the envelope a little bit into the creep zone. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, we just finished watching this three part. Oh, we're into Lupin. We started watching Lupin. So we finished okay. the first season of Lupin. I'm a little frustrated by the end of the season, but I'm not going to give anything away. But I'm a little frustrated by it. So I'm going to give it into the second season and be like, okay, let's see what you got. Um, but it's another, it's another show like, like, uh, um Bosch where you're like oh he seem it seems to always work out for him but you know it's about personalities and charm I'm only yeah that. I'm only two into season 2 I okay. like season 1 cuz it was like oh, I was it was fun and entertaining it was yes but if that's bothering you now <laughs> so far for me I think it's yeah I'm a little it's more that. of the, that kind of same I I like it and it's fine yeah yeah uh yeah we I don't know there are nights when you feel like I don't mind reading subtitles all night. Right. Especially if I really like the show, I could care less. It's fine. Yeah. It's part of the show overall. Yeah, if I'm yeah, just yeah. kind of like, it's fine, then do I want to put in the effort on a show that it's like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. So it's a, it's a harder sell on most nights at this point. I agree. Drew N says, uh, we need our NBA update. All right, Matt, real quick. Game one, game two happening tonight, but game one, certainly game the Suns. Took care of business. Chris Paul looking looking like magic out there. Um, what do yeah. you think? I just think the disparity in when the free uh, when fouls were called. Uh, because by the end of the game, there's only you know four difference in foul calls, but the Suns were getting more shooting foul calls, so they're going to the line more on stuff right. that if you're going to call it like that for Booker, which is perfectly fine. There's a foul on every play in the finals. Yeah then you should be calling it for Middleton because he's getting mugged the same way. Mm-hmm. And just give me some sort of parody here. I think if you go and look at it, like the Bucks shot one percentage point difference overall, they shot much better from three. They hit yeah. like five more threes. Everything else across the board is pretty much the same, but a couple more turnovers for the Bucks and the free throw disparity. Yeah. 
So from like the 8.30-ish mark of the first quarter to the nine-minute-ish mark of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it's almost like 35 minutes of game time. The Bucks shot two free throws for 75% of the game. They got two free throws, and the Suns got 19. Holy shit. Exactly. And you're like, so for 75% of the game, the Bucks got two free throws, and the Suns got 19. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's not a good ridiculous. Yeah. That is it's just, you can say like, oh, we're calling roughly the same number of fouls, but it's when you call the fouls that makes right. all the difference. So I think that's, if I'm Milwaukee, the only thing you I think Milwaukee really needs to worry about is in pick and roll, CP and Booker, but especially CP was destroying Lopez. And then they oh, stepped yeah. in Portis Ooh. and then he destroyed Portis. And it was like, you guys need to find an answer for that because that's a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. That's I mean, a problem. He, he was I mean, just crushing them. Dude. That move he made on Portis at the top of the key and left, oh, yeah. like he was that five gorgeous, steps ahead of Portis before yeah, Portis. That layup, and happened. then next time down, he yeah. hit a three in his face. And you're like, you just subbed him in. He was a great spark plug. It's game one, though, so it's hard to overreact, but that it's is true. definitely something that is going to persist. Yeah. So if they switch to the small ball lineup, it makes me wish they still had, to, or they, they could have gotten Bogdanovich because now instead of Brent Forbes, you'd have oh, him yeah. out there. That could be their death lineup. And that's a tough lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's game one. It's hard to re- overreact. But what did you think? Yeah, I liked. I, I I enjoyed the game. And uh, you know what? When you bring up the stats now, you know you look back and you go, yeah, they did go to the foul line. I thought the Bucks were playing an aggressive defense to try to stop him. It was kind Perhaps. of bite him in their ass. But by the same token, though, the Bucks were also around the second or third quarter. They decided to do their drop down defense, and they I were know. still I'm calling the fouls. Coverage. Yeah, and they were still calling the fouls. So to me, I was like, I. This is interesting. And Buden, I saw Budenholzer's quotes afterwards. You know, he's pissed off about the disparity and what have you. And that happens in the finals. That happens in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and he would be doing his job out. if he yeah, didn't. If he complain. didn't, exactly. That's the game. That's yeah. The fine that's incoming is part of his salary. <laughs> yes, it is. It yes, is. it. I'm sure he got well, the approval. Everything like that, dude. I think I think Giannis should just set aside a fund <laughs> and be like, I will pay for every ref criticism anybody on this team gets after game one. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It'll end up costing him like a million. A little over a million, I think, if he had to cover them all. It's nothing to him. He can find it's a million in his, in his couch. Wor- his worst case is it's like 1.5, 1.6. Right, right. He can find and, it, like I said, at this point, he can find it in his couch. Yeah. Just go talk to your accountant and see if you can write this off or something. Yeah. And uh, just ridiculous. But he's got to – I think he's going to – I know he's injured and everything like that, and he's recovering or whatever, but I, th- I think he's going to, like, boss the game tonight. I think he's going to show up. Whether they win or not, I don't know, but I think he's going to boss the game tonight – and I think this move by Budenholzer, you're going to see the refs call t- a tighter game possibly and make the disparity a little more equal. But if, I, if I'm if i the Bucks, I'm dumping that ball into Giannis every, almost every time down the court to see if you can get those fouls, get their bigs in trouble, get DeAndre out, Aiton in foul trouble. Well, with, yeah, with Sarge blown out De- knee. Yes, now, I'm saying. That's huge. Well, is Kaminsky going to get more run or are they just going to commit to – a smaller lineup of shooters out there. Right, right. Um, I was reading the Ringers' coverage, and they said that the Bucks near the end of the game figured out their small ball lineup. Yeah, with give Bryn Phoenix Forbes trouble. out there. Mm-hmm. It's so long as Bryn is hitting. Yes, yeah. that's an interesting lineup, and I like it a lot. So yeah, if they had Bogdanovich in the Bryn spot. Yeah. So now you have Giannis Middleton, uh, uh, Bogdanovich, uh, Drew Holiday, and then whatever combination of whatever you want, 
thereafter. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that'd be pretty damn potent. <laughs> I agree. So Brent can Brent make those shots. Cause Pat, uh, Connaughton is the other. Yeah. Connaughton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's streaky when he's hot, he can hit him. Yeah. But yeah. nowhere near on the level of the top tier, but he can hit two or three of them in a game. Yeah. When he's feeling it from uh three, sometimes a little more, maybe. I think but, it's Chris Paul that they have to worry about a uh, Booker and Aiton yeah. can, can, can get them sure, but it's Chris Paul. Who's the different. You could that first game because Booker wasn't hitting in that first quarter. It was the second quarter. He came oh, on, but shot Chris 38% was, overall. Yeah. He just went to the line of boatload. Mm-hmm. That's so what that, saved his stat. Yeah. yeah. Saved his stats. And I'm not saying he didn't do other things to help, but right. for pure efficiency. Yeah. It was CP and Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden was a monster. Um, have you watched any of the Euro stuff? And then we'll jump into our list. Have you watched any of the Euro stuff? Uh, no, no, okay. no, I haven't. All right. Some people until it gets like really good. You know what I mean? You mean the final on Sunday? Yep. <laughs> when you see the final, this is all. I've watched so much basketball that <laughs> I, I just don't have time for. I do have time, but it's like how much. Yeah, I hear you. Since the playoffs have started, I've only missed five total games. I've watched everything else. That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I watched a shitload of basketball this year. Right. So he's like, okay, throw EuroLeague in on top of that. You're like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm watching a lot of basketball right now. Yeah, um, just real quick, some people are asking about it. Yeah, I enjoy I, – I did a watch-along for uh, Spain versus Italy on my Twitch channel. I didn't do one for England yesterday because I had an interview – uh, with the cinematographer from Black Widow. So that's going to be up sometime tomorrow. That was a lot of fun. Really great, huge, a really great guy. Huge uh, respect for him. Mexican cinematographer. Apparently he's done a lot of stuff for Marvel. So, but like mm-hmm. I couldn't watch the England one. So, but I, until the second half. And then I watched that and it went to overtime or extra time and they got the penalty. All I'll say is this. I thought that was a fair penalty. Yeah. Is it a little soft? Sure. But, you know, don't fucking trip a guy in the box. Don't put it in the referee's hand. That's kind of oh, like your really? job as a striker or as a defender is to not put it in the referee's hands because you never know what a ref is going to call. You never know if the ref's like, I want to get out of here or I don't want to go to penalties or whatever, or the pressure of 60,000 crazy English fans who were literally jumping on top of the tarps that were covering the seats like maniacs mm-hmm. uh, that can intimidate a person. So especially if you're staying in the country. So to, to me, I, you just never know. So you don't want to put in that situation. Well, yeah. Given the rest of the way the game was officiated. Yeah. How close of a non-call is, should this <sighs> like, is it stuff? 60, 40? I, no, I think it um, – would you mean 60 he shouldn't have called it? or He and, should have called it. You agree with the call because you said it was uh, yeah. a justifiable penalty, but it uh, meant, might have been a little soft. Yes, 60-40. Yes, I would say okay. – because I've seen that penalty not called in Premier League games, and I've seen those moves not called in international games, yeah. those penalties. So, But, you know, for whatever – so Raheem is a difficult guy because he's so low to the ground. He'd been giving them fits all game. And he just happened to get that ball in between three defenders and one guy stuck out his leg. That's all he needs to like hit it on purpose and fall down. Sadly, that's the game sometimes. And they they were desperate to get to that final and they did what they needed to do. Uh, but they were attacking. They had, they had opportunities. So in the end, it, I think it worked out the way it was supposed to. The, the big deal that's coming out of this, Matt, is that um, apparently uh, people, the English fans were shining mm-hmm lasers into laser lights into the um goalkeeper's face when he was going to defend the penalty 
Uh, and he still blocked it. Uh, but then, you know, the guy came in, hit the rebound. Harry Kane hit the rebound into the net. But, like, mm-hmm. they've got video of the lights. Going oh, guys, about that. It's yeah. just been corroborated. Yep. There's video. And uh, uh, the UEFA has already come wow. out and said they're going to punish the fans, punish England for this situation. So uh, the fans what, might have then? fucked themselves, man. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, guess what? That 60-40 is now fuck, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what a lot of people feel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's. I realize it is retroactively doing it, but if it was already a marginal call and be like, and you guys are going to do this on top of it. Yeah. You didn't deserve that. Yeah. If that's how you're going to act. That's what I think. It's bad karma. I'm a big believer in sports karma. And when fans are dicks, I feel like their fan base, their, their teams get fucked. Now, are there people who can overcome karma? Yes. Tom Brady overcomes any karma. But the, Tom Brady is a rare athlete that can overcome that kind of karma because he's just so singularly focused on winning. But fa- I think this, I think the Italians are going to come out, and now the England. I think I wonder how the England squad is going to react to all of this because it's just like uh, like Andy Reid's son. Like I think that affected the whole fucking team. I think that was bad karma having mm-hmm. his son kill Good, those yeah. girls, and it just kind of messes with the team's head. And I wonder if this stuff now is going to mess with the team's head. Pete, the constant talk about it being a soft penalty for the next four days. So do they feel like they didn't deserve to get to the final? So that creeps into your head. Plus, you got an underdog team like Italy that no one expected to be in the final. So they got nothing to lose. And uh, you might have a tight England team playing in front of their fans at Wembley blow it to the Italians. So I'm just saying. Could be. I don't don't know. know. That sounds interesting. It's good stakes. It's good stuff. I, I just saw sure. that England advanced. That's literally all yeah. that I saw. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit uh, of controversy around it for sure. Um, like it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so our list today, Matt, uh, is uh, the top 10 athletes uh, turned actors. Uh, and do you remember why we're doing this one? I am pulling it up now. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Space Jam. That's right. For LeBron James coming out with Space Jam. What is it? A new legacy? Is that correct? A new legacy? Sure. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, 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 the timing of all of this is to coincide with a finals run. Of course. It was supposed it, to. Yes. Supposed to. So it just seeing all the billboards and every time you see the date, you're like, man, they had plans. <laughs> uh, did not transpire that way. But, you know, I'm sure it stings. You move oh, forward, yeah. you move yeah. on. That's what the game. It's sports, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we 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 kind of came up with this, and then uh, we said any athlete could be any athlete from any sport any athlete. Um, uh, who became an actor, and we determined for ourselves on our, on our own list what qualifies for, you know, ranking um, uh, on the list. Yeah. So, that's what I so I, my list is the actor, and then I chose one of their movies. Oh, nice. Yes, yes, yes. And then then I tried to order it by my favorite of these type of, uh, like a weird hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you said before, it's it's kind of anomalous. Yes. Uh, it, it works for me somehow. But I, I'll tell you this much. Yeah. The list of potential candidates is yeah. legitimately one... I'd say 16. Yeah, at least. At least. Of legitimate sh- on my list, potentially, to make it. There's 16 strong cases to be made. Yeah. So if we want to do honorables at the end, I'm all for that. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, t- uh, 
interesting list. Wide array of movies. Yeah. And individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that uh, I don't know. I don't know how you came to yours. Yeah, pretty much that. I mean, pretty much it was like, uh, well, have they been in a movie? And then what was their, what was the, because some of these people are, are, were successful in television a lot and then did some movies. So it was like, well, was their performance in the movie memorable enough to merit inclusion? Exactly, yeah. And sometimes it was, and I got, I got one on here that was just one movie, but it was enough for me to be like, there's a real actor in here. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. kind of looked at it. And uh, with other ones, it was, you know, it was so many movies to choose from. Uh, so it was a little harder narrowing it down, but, uh, but it was fun. It was certainly a fun list. So, yeah. So we're going to get into it. Um, Matt, do you want to tell them how the show works? I, once we set a topic for this time, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Is that what it was? We <laughs> just looked so. that up and I told you, yes, A New Legacy. Uh, we go <laughs> our separate ways and create personal top ten. Let's show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one piece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. So uh, a ten. Yes is kind of to some degree what you described at the very end there. And I chose John Matuzak and Goonies. Nice. Go ahead. In honor of the late, great Richard Donner, please knock yourself out, man. Very true. Very true. Uh, For just creating a singular character with that, that is a, Mm -hmm. a character within a story that loomed large in my childhood and i still love it to this day and sloth is one of the many reasons because you could have made that like a scarier character or less Mm -hmm. likable it would have been more than likely easy to do but they walked a fine line of you know he maybe this character is just slower right of right mentally fully capable and uh he pulls that off with like a delicate balance and there's still a warmth and a heart Mm -hmm. i mean that character is kind of the representation of a Goonies spirit and heart. Yeah. Um, but it just, it, it was done so indelibly that compared to a bunch of others on this, like I love this and I thought you were amazing in this role, but this one has been part of my life for so long. It's like, yeah. I'm going to put Matuzak in there uh, for Goonies. So <laughs> it's once again, it's like 16. There's a lot. I can make a case for six more people. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but this one also, there's one that I kept off. Because that individual is basically playing themselves. Oh, okay. Um, This was like a brand new character that was created. So it's more of the actoring aspect of it. You were a former athlete and you really created a character. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I I kept one off because it was, I don't know. I I wanted to lobby for it in my head. And I, uh, but like the more I started adding, I was like, ah, I got to get rid of you. But if we do an honorable mention, I'll be able to mention it. So, um, okay. What's your nine, man? Uh, nine is Andre the Giant. Oh, God. I was so close, dude. Because that is such a memorable role. Yeah. That is such a memorable role. It's a great choice. In a sea of memorable roles in yes. Princess Bride. True. True. Great I point. Mean, Mandy Patinkin looks nothing like anything else Mandy Patinkin has ever done. And it's yep. utterly believable. Uh, Carrie Elways is uh, uh, fantastic in creating his own character. Then you have like Billy Crystal and uh, all the actress played the fairy and uh, Scrooged. Uh, oh, yeah. Plays- Carol Kane. Yes. Carol Kane. Thank you. Yes. Plays uh, Billy Crystal's wife and Chris Guest 
Robin Penn, like they're all yes. bringing singular individual characters. And then to have Andre come in and be this pure embodiment of a gentle giant. Uh, yeah. You see something like that and you're like, how did he not work more? Yeah. Well, I mean, because of his body and the the knees and everything like that. I mean, that's why he didn't wrestle yeah. anymore after a while because it just took too much out of him. And maybe, I mean, look, George Murison, right? He twisted his ankle on my giant and he never went back to being as good of an NBA player as he was. Not that he was great, but as good as he was after he did that uh, movie with uh, Billy Crystal. So it's like True. maybe Andre felt this is what I can do and, and that's that, you know, and uh, I don't know. I, I just... To fly you out the set and pretend for yeah, so long during a given day is not nearly as physically taxing as having to get into the ring and pick dudes up over your head and yeah. fall down a bunch at his size. That's got to be one, I assume, one of the biggest pains in the asses. Oh, I'm sure. Because I mean, you're, cause you're, those rings aren't made for a guy his size to no. hit who's in pain already and have it be a non-negative feeling. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Oof. Um, so acting although it's still taxing oh, sure. and if you had to travel for it i mean that is a massive individual yeah uh yeah. Like cartoonishly big there's so many great stories about him when he traveled and great in terms of like just to think about but certainly he spoke about how terrible the experiences were for him to travel you know because i mean he can't even use the restroom right because the bat those bathroom restrooms or those airplane restrooms are so small I, there's no way he could use it um, I believe I heard a story about him where he had to shit in the tub. Yeah, because couldn't fit like the, the toilet was just too small. Yeah, in, uh, in in Tokyo he would shit on the bed because the the toilets were so small in Tokyo, even the tubs. So he had to lay out a newspaper on the bed and and take a crap on the bed and then wrap it up, obviously, and throw it out. So that was his fucking life, dude. Jesus, it's terrible, man. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, we forget you would, about like, some sort of collapsing seat thing that you could use. Yeah, yeah, but we forget about it. You know, when we see these great entertainers, we forget like they gotta they gotta handle their shit literally, just literally. like everybody else, man. So, what do they do? You know, <laughs> I, well, for someone his size, there aren't many people. Yeah, that get to that large, an individual. I mean, the drinking yeah. stories from him were. Oh. Beyond legendary, it's like the first time you hear it. Oh yeah, we sat here and he drank forty-two beers and he looked completely fine. Yeah, but by the tenth time you hear a completely different person with a completely different story of how much that dude could drink, you're like, "That's Jesus." <laughs> I realize you're that much bigger, so you probably have to like triple. If if I got drunk in eight beers, it would take you a case. Yes. Yes. Uh, whatever the case is to get to that where you're like I am drunk I can't lie to myself I am drunk yeah um, although at this point I haven't had a drink in so long it'd probably be like mm, I'd say three beers yeah, depending on the alcohol done. content uh, yeah three beers wow. I would yeah. I would assume one I'd start to feel the buzz two would be like a little bit drunk and three at, th- at this point I'm assuming that's right it's been it's been a long time, but I I don't know how is the beer drunk these days. You enjoying that? Huh? I, I I get buzzed off of one stout now because I rarely drink. So like, but I also like to drink the stouts that have like ten to fifteen percent mm-hmm. alcohol content. I know there's a twenty percent one as well, but I've I've been kind of you know nervous to to jump into that. 
but yeah, that's the, that's usually the situation there. It's like within, within halfway through, I'm already feeling a little, little buzzed. And then if I do a second one, then we're, we're really venturing into drunk territory and I don't mind. I like it. I don't want to build up a tolerance for alcohol. Other people like they got to have a whiskey when they get home. I've never been that kind of person. So yeah. I respect people who are, and that's your thing. Knock yourself out. It's just never been my thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I've got family members that do that. Yeah. yeah. Every night they have their X. They rarely exceed that X. Yes. But every night they have their ex. That's just part of their kind of wind down ritual. Yes. Uh, totally understandable. Teach their own, man. However you get through this, you know, fucking crazy journey is how you do it. <laughs> exactly. As long as you do it, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with other people. Yeah. Enjoy and yourself. And make sure you take care of yourself. Don't, well, you if know. you can, you know, if it's you can. yours. Right. just don't Fair. become a burden to others. That's true. And don't fuck with other people. That's all I'm asking for. That's all he's asking for, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. I don't think it's a lot. I no. don't think it's a lot. Otherwise, if you want to go fire shotguns at sand out in the desert, mm. I think it's wasteful and stupid, but it's your choice. Go crazy. Yeah. I don't see life. the point. Do your thing. Do you, you do you. Do your thing. Seems wasteful, but what the hell do I know? I waste <laughs> other resources doing the stuff that I do, so... Well, like you said, we all have our thing, man. Yeah, we, we all have you our know, thing. Unfortunately, anyway. So, Andre the Giant at number nine. Number nine, great choice. All right. Uh, what else? What, what's your uh, What's your my, eight? My eight is uh, Piper for They Live. Oh, where is that on my list? I think that's it's it's my seven. So, do we punt or do we talk about it now? Let's talk about it. Well, now, I guess right? since you just brought it up, since you're yeah. seven, we'll go ahead all and right. talk about it now. All right, let's talk about it now. Uh, I I wish there was a greater body of work because I yes. put them even higher. Dude, I have the same feeling because this is such a fantastic performance. And I will say this, like anytime Piper shows up in a film, he doesn't fuck up. It's 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 he isn't cheesy. He isn't out of step. Yeah. He's actually genuine in what he's doing and the characters he's playing. And it's incredible to watch. And Matt, you're a thousand percent right. If there was just a little bit more body work, it would have pushed him up higher in the top five. Happily no so. Always like the guy. Yep. Here's an amazing performance. I really wish you would have gotten some more stuff like this. Yep. Uh, but it was impossible to leave him off. Even with, of those six that I cut off, like a few of them have two and three movies that I like. Yes. Yes. But you're like, oh, yeah, but is th- this is Piper and they live mm-hmm. and it really, it works top to bottom and I love it. Yeah. And it, your your movies, whatever they are, I enjoy the living hell out of them, but I still prefer they live. Yes. Or there you go. you're a smaller part of your film as opposed to he's leading this one. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. But you got him at seven, so we're in utter agreement. Yes, we are in utter agreement. And the thing with him is that even in, in They Live, like that's a lot to put on the shoulders of a guy. You know, and these directors, you got to give credit to these directors who see something in these guys. Like he could have easily gone with like Gibson or or any of the other people around that time for they live anybody else really, but what did he see in Roddy Piper, uh, uh, John Carpenter that made him go? You know what? That's my guy for this movie. He's the perfect guy for this movie, and you see that throughout the history of film. You know, like uh, how does Aronofsky drag Mickey Rourke out of the you know straight to DVD bin and go? You know what? You're the guy that do rest to do the wrestler and. You see them kind of find these moments and these people to bring into certain yeah. projects. You're just like, damn, man, what did you see that the rest of us 
didn't see in this in in this situation and so or oof, when they given your budgetary constraints i'm impressed mm. that you thought of roddy yeah absolutely yeah and, for something like they lived uh, you only have so much here right uh keith david is the other yeah and he wasn't anywhere near keith david at the point at that nope. point so this was low budget and yeah. just crushed it out of the park and he said, like Keith David said, uh, he said Brody was incredible to work with. He said it was so much fun to work with, and he was very caring. Um, if you guys watch that A and E biography with Roddy that they did on Roddy Piper, Keith David talks about that. He says it's one of my favorite scenes I've ever done on film. And Roddy was so careful with me and so caring with me. And one time I got, I think I got a little hyped up and I punched him too hard, and I was like, oh my god! And Roddy's like, no, do it. Just you know, let's do this thing. So. It just shows you the the extent to what he was willing to commit to to do that role and yeah. more, you know. So yeah, um, late, late great. Yes, I mean, I got to talk to him, you know, five, ten, fifteen times. Yeah, That's just awesome. hanging out and whatnot. But, but other dudes, like one of my friends, became genuinely good friends with him. Oh wow! That's and awesome. it was it was amazing because he was like a just. His act on stage is very positive in general, but you, yeah. wrestling was a part of his childhood. Right. Like a huge part of his childhood. So that to end up then befriending, genuinely having a bond with a dude that you loved since being a kid. I can't even fathom what that must have felt like for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, yeah, they uh, really sweet, nice guy. But, yeah. you know, we wouldn't talk for more than 15, 20 minutes. So that's a, it's not that's like enough, I know him. That's enough for most people, bro. Yeah, or, but I don't, you know, if if you spoke to somebody 10 times for 20 minutes a piece, say, do you feel like you really genuinely know them? You, you get a sense of what they're like to hang around. Sure, sure, sure. But it depends on what's going on in those 20 minutes of conversation. Yeah. But yeah, I hear you, though. Yeah, certainly. Um, But yeah, just super nice guy. Great dude, man. All right, so that was your number eight. So then my number 10 uh, is uh, your, your version of Andre, or my version of your Andre the Giant choice, and it's Kyrie Irving for Uncle oh, Drew. Drew? Dude, he was incredible in that movie. I, I don't care what anyone says. Like, yeah, Weber, Lisa Leslie, they're doing Shaq. Even Sha he outacted Shaq by a mile. Like, those guys are just doing their thing and trying to play these characters. Kyrie Irving is really living this inner life of Uncle Drew. Like, he is not just putting on makeup and playing an old guy. The 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 little moments he has with uh, little little Howry and with the other people on the team, they're mm -hmm. genuine moments, man. And it's like, wow, you're able to bring this kind of as an actor. I'm watching this, going like, this is he's doing real work here. He's not just saying the lines and right. playing it for fun. Uh, I like the movie a lot because he brings genuine angst and um, uh, you know, uh, vulnerability to some of the moments, especially when they're revisiting like stuff from the past where they had their issues, all the members of the team with him and all of that. And then of course, uh, you know, you get Nate Roberts and you get all these, uh, at least Leslie, like I said, and also, um, what Weber's in this. So that's uh, all fine. In it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Reggie, that's right. That they're all fine. They do the fun. It's not really asking a lot of them and it's all for jokes. But if you don't have Kyrie Irving playing the 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 stakes, the emotional stakes of the scenes, mm -hmm. the film doesn't work. It becomes a stupid toss off film. And there's actually a lot more here going on than you would anticipate or you would expect. So I love that about the movie, which is why I put him in. And I know I left Andre off um, uh, because I also think Kyrie in those Pepsi commercials 
was fantastic. So to me, it like I add on to the body of work with that okay. stuff. Whereas Andre was great as a professional wrestler, but you know, the bar's not that high to be that great as an actor in professional wrestling. So that's, it's, that's have you ever seen, don't the, come for me. I'm just saying, yeah, the on, you know, street, I guess, footage, so to speak of where they tested this idea. Oh, where he's where like, he shows up at pickup games. No, he's faking. Yeah. He's faking. Oh. He starts off and he plays like an old man Shut and then slowly up. opens up his bag of tricks. And then by the end, it's like, it, it builds the first time I saw it, because I think what? there's two of them. Wow. The first one seems kind of real. I don't yeah. know if it is or not. It could totally be staged. staged. The second one seems pretty staged. Yeah. Uh, plus, okay. I would assume the word would spread because the first one was kind of a slight viral hit. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, so you would know if you're into outdoor hoops in an inner city area. Yeah. You would have seen Drew. Yeah. So... Anyway, see that video. See that video of Sandler going down. Thanks, man. See that video of Sandler coming down. Come on, man. You got to play defense. I know he's Adam Sandler. I know you enjoy his movies. You got to get up on Adam Sandler, man. Don't let him pop off trays in that coral polo he's wearing, man. You go play defense. You're never going to do No, you don't. Trust me, you don't. (laughs) You don't. That's fucking bullshit. If you're on the court, you're just like everybody else. If you step on that fucking court, you're just like everybody else. That's a load of hooey. I'm telling you. Well, then I'd probably get in trouble because I get up on his ass. You may a little bit. Uh, Just say it. I've had to D up people not quite at that level, but close. And uh, depending on their age, if they're our age, then yeah, 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 I'll play you. But there's, you know, one individual that's probably 15 years older than me. She's like, I'll give you the leniency of I'm not going to be up in your face trying to block every shot. I'll, That's I'll fair. make you. I'll keep you honest. Right, right, but right. I, if if you get past me, I'm not going to try and recover and block you over the top or anything like that. Right. I'll let you have. We'll be gentlemen about this because it's a fucking pickup game. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go out of my way. Video. I'm not going out of my way to be a dick. I'm just going to play him straight up. But yeah, they were giving him like ten feet of fucking distance. It was ridiculous. Oh, he's also what 60, 50, Yeah. No, is he really? Uh, maybe he's got to right. be minimum ten years older than me. Minimum maybe, ten years older than me. Maybe I perpetually think he's just in his mid thirties or forties. Yeah, he's fifty four. All right, fifty four. All right, so All I right. was four years off, but yeah, so he's in I his can. 50s, he's a contemporary of mine. I can take him on for fuck's sake. I'm just saying. True, not. But now. you're also going to have the same speed as he is, and it's it's a fair fight. If you're playing somebody who's older, much you. older than you, that's not a fair fight. How dare you, man? <laughs> I'm just, I mean, no, it's not nothing against you. Dude, I get torched by 22-year-olds now. Oh, just torched. I can't, worst. I don't it's have the, the lateral speed anymore. It's just, nope. it's gone. Uh, and there's, that's fine. I'm 42. It's like, this shit happens. Yeah. I remember uh, that moment when I played a bunch of young guys uh, when I used to live over there in, um, by the Grove. And they have Hancock, what is it, what, that park that's there? I think it's Hancock Park, whatever it is. And they've got the those Grove? two. Yeah, they've got those two courts in the park there, uh, right outside the Grove. That kind oh, of area uh, right next area. to it. Well, it's, uh, well there's Pan it? Pacific. Yeah, Pan Pacific. That's it. And I would uh, go, because I would just walk across the street, and I would go play. And those young guys whoop the shit out of me, man. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, fuck, I thought I could still do this like I used to. I can't. 
And they talk shit. That's the worst part. They're talking shit while they're laying the ball up off the glass and you're just, or off the uh, uh, backboard. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is rough. This is rough. Yeah, so. thankfully, I don't play with anybody like that. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. You play with a good crew. JT says, know each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. JT, he's been out. Um, yeah, you've seen him out there? Yeah, he, uh, he had to miss last week because his dog got stung by a bee, <laughs> uh, apparently. That that's all right, is. though. Yeah. He'll be back. We're all slowly getting our, our, you know, legs underneath us and you're matriculating back. Um, oh, we had a, we were one person shy of three courts last week. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. That's good. Well, uh, but it, then there's a team and a half waiting. So right. if you're the second team waiting, you're waiting two games at that point. It kind of sucks, Oof, but at point. least there's turnover, quick turnover because there's two courts going. So it's not like it's, you know, yeah. yeah. As slow as possible. It was like one person. Basketball's back. Yeah, JTE. I texted him. I was like, you would have been our last guy for third court, for C court, buddy. Where were you? And then he told me about his dog. And I was like, well, that's a legitimate excuse. I will accept your doctor's note. Uh, Should see Uh, him this week. That's good. Um, All right. So then my number nine is uh, Vinny Jones. Um, Tough cut. Go for it. Yeah. I'll put Snatch on the wheel for that one. I mean, you can pick about six other films. Uh, but I, I like him in Snatches, Bullet Tooth Tony. He's he's incredible. He's very funny, and uh, um, his back and forth with Dennis Farina, who's an accomplished actor, uh, yeah. he's so perfect. The chemistry is there. He's believable in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. You can see him. He's still kind of figuring it out as an actor in certain scenes, but in in Snatch, he's like fully dialed into what he's doing. And then I've seen other films like Mean Machine and a bunch of other stuff. That even Euro Trip. Uh, he's great in those films. He's funny in those films. He knows the character he's playing, and he has no qualms about playing it. And when sure. he occasionally pops up as a heavy or or an ensemble heavy, it's always nice to see him. So I, I, I like putting him on there, and I think he deserves to be on the list. Not that high, you know, obviously at nine, but always enjoy the guy, and I think he delivers a damn good performance. And I agree. He was a former soccer player, so, you know, a professional. Yeah, he's one of the six on my honorable mentions. Ah, right on, right on. Um, okay. Uh, then my number eight is Carl Weathers. Uh, that is a punt. Okay. All right. Let's get to your seven. Uh, my seven is going to be a punt for you. Okay. Which is Dwayne Johnson. That is a punt. You're an insane person. I figured as much. It's it's got two movies. Two. It's got two movies. Breath of work. Anyway. All right. Six. What's your six? Two movies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My six is uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, I didn't put him on here because. So yeah, I just Vinnie Jones. I, I take I Statham and snatch over Vinnie Jones. Fair. Totally. He's a former race car driver. You're right. It's a good point. I just. Uh, he was I a diver, I believe. Oh, yeah. Diver, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then uh, model. And then is he in the I'm, t- uh, I'm Too Sexy video? He's one of the dancers in that, is he not? What? I didn't know I, that. I'm pretty sure. I will look that up right now, but I that factoid is lodged in my head. I'm going to look that up right now. Jason Statham, I'm too sexy. Is this true? Um, I don't see it. So, I mean, he's bald and, and were those guys British? Were the I'm too sexy guys British? I don't know. Yeah, they were British. Um, oh, Richard. I'm on the right. Daily Mail right now. Yes. Something, 
State reveals... them, pick up their tab at something. Wow. Revealed to the sun on Sunday. They've been dining, diving in London. We discovered random after it's never a bad thing. Uh, yeah, Jason Statham. Uh, smash it. Okay. All right. Uh, no, they, they don't say that he was in the video. Swear to God, I've seen. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see him. All right. All too sexy for Milan. So I don't know. Jason Statham was a diver. I thought he. I thought he was a driver. So he's driving. Oh, yeah. he was professional a diver. diver. Yep, there it is. Okay, you're right. Look at that hair. He was also a professional driver as well. He drove for Britain in 1990. Oh, in the all Commonwealth right. Games. Yes, yes. So there you go. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He was a diver in the Commonwealth Games for the British national swimming team, but he was also a professional driver. So there you go. Well, he's in Exhibit B's Run to the Sun video. Or, pardon me, Exhibit A. A is come, uh, coming on by the shaman and then <laughs> Run to the Sun by Erasure. Oh, nice. <laughs> what the hell is it? It's like him in a mesh shirt. <laughs> around the... Uh, like a opacity of someone else. Where the oh, fuck is opacity? Well, you can see like through the shirt. It's not a thick mesh. Right. Right. All right. Well, I'm fucking crazy. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know who the hell I'm thinking of then. Yeah. But anyway, there, there it is. Uh, Statham. Oh. So between snatch lock stock, yeah. um, if you want to say Italian job, sure. But sure. Uh, the bank job, I like a lot. Um, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, he's still working. You got the entire expendable series, which you have to give credit to the fact that for mm. 25 years now, yeah, he's been consistently working. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Uh, it's kind of like the, the, you know, Tom Hardy's the even better version, you know, former model. Yeah. That also was an actor. And then, Boy, you are a hell of an actor. <laughs> Apparently, you were shit at modeling, but you are a hell of an actor. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I gotta, never knew you as a model, anyway. You got to find where you fit, man. You got to find where you fit in life. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that's your number seven or six. That is my six. Okay. So then, my number seven, obviously, Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh. So then, my number six is Jason Lee. Um, tough cut. Wow. Really? Tough cut. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. I mean, uh, I put, totally. I put I'll put the Incredibles on there, but you can put chasing sure. Amy. You could put any number of films. Almost uh, famous. Yeah. Almost famous. He's fantastic in that tone toe to toe with Billy Crudup. Um, and then you want to throw in, my name is Earl. You want to throw in his work there as well. So like this guy has just been made an incredibly um smooth transition from being a professional skateboarder with awards and what have you to being a uh, an actor and being successful mm-hmm. doing that and you know garnering a lot of attention creating memorable roles i mean everyone who knows who syndrome is if you've watched any pixar films you know who syndrome is and so it's such a memorable role but that's the one i chose because yeah. he's so good at it uh but he's great in chasing amy 
I mean, he's really damn good in chasing Amy as well as the as as uh, was it Holden? Is that his name? Uh, oh God, I haven't seen that in oh, so no, no. long. That sounds about right, but is it Blinky? Is it Blinky? I'm sure they're Ooh, correct. Oh, I think you're closer. Right? I think Holden is is uh, Ben. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ben Affleck's character and Blinky is Blinky is uh, him. So, um. <laughs> did you look it up? No. But people are, are, are upset. So I've had no idea he was a skateboarder. Yeah, Alex. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a skateboarder. Yeah. Yep. So I go. knew that at the time. Banky. So there you suck go. it. Yeah. Yeah. Banky, Banky Edwards. That's what it was. Banky. Uh, but yeah. So I put him there. I like his work. I like him, uh, I, you know, as an actor. I think he's a, a Scientologist, but maybe he's moved moved off of it. Like I think he moved himself mm. away from it. So, um, however you feel about that is however you feel about that. But that, I know that was part of the thing with him. Uh, but I like him, and I enjoy watching his work. Enjoy seeing what he brings to the roles, and I don't know. I think he's accomplished. That's why I put him where I put him because I think he's accomplished a lot uh, over uh, the people who are a little bit lower on the list for me. So there you go. He definitely has. It's just when it came to movies for me, I was like, it's really The Incredibles. Yeah. And then Almost Famous, but his part is so small and Almost Famous because I don't go back and rewatch mm. Chasing Amy. I, I'll probably go back and watch Dogma before I oh, yeah. and watch anything else Kevin that's Smith. Right. I think that's my, that could be my favorite of the Kevin Smiths. Um, but yeah. that it was just like a you're getting pulled in so many different directions because there's a lot of interesting choices to make. Yeah, yeah. He's a number of films, man. Kissing a Fool, Enemy of the State, Dogma, Heartbreakers. Yeah, Heartbreakers. He's Jennifer Love Hewitt's boyfriend, Vanilla Sky. He's Tom Cruise's friend. But that's the thing. He's friend or like fourth, on fourth, fifth, sixth on the call sheet. Right. Ooh, now Quite a bit. Dig him. Now you can dig him for no, that. no, no. I'm just saying if he had led one or two of those movies, then he definitely makes it. Okay. Fair enough. So it's basically stacking the. Smaller port parts in these, and you as the villain in Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. You know, I made this list how I made this list. I trust me that that one and another one, I kind of went back and forth on. Yeah. Should they make it? Shouldn't they make it? These are Mall Rats too. The sequel, right? Twilight that's coming out. Twilight of the Mall Rats. So funny. Um. All right. Uh. So Matt, let's uh take a mm-hmm. quick break, brother. We got uh, some sponsorships to hear from, yes? Yes, we do. We'll see you guys in just a second. All right, welcome back. Hope that was a a nice break for all of you. We loved it. (laughs) So we're jumping straight into my number five. Yes. Which is the punt from earlier, the one and only Mr. Carl Weathers. Yes, please go ahead. Uh, Not only for Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Not only... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not only for Action Jackson. That I can accept. Also, you got Predator. I know you're not a fan. I or, am a fan of Predator. Yeah, yeah, but you you denigrate it, too. You're like, it pish posh. It's as I B. look down for my high horse. It's a B movie, yes, but go ahead. Uh, yes. That's fine. That's fine. Um. You can toss into the bargain all the other Rockies as well, but you're like, there's three movies right there. I loved yeah. Action Jackson, by the way, as a kid. We, for some reason, we owned it on VHS and we only had like 25 VHS tapes. Yeah. 
but Action Jackson was one of them. So I've seen it a decent number of times, man. Uh, Carl Weathers was a lot of fun. If Carl Weathers was in the movie I was watching as a kid, by and large, I enjoyed the living shit out of that movie. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but Rocky Four, I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Well, I put Rocky Three in for sure. my movie because he's in the whole thing. He doesn't get sure. killed off in the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I love what he does in Rocky Three, bringing, you know, st- uh, bringing Rocky back, training him. Getting him in the in the gym, you know, working on everything that he does there to get him back into the right frame of mind. So to me, he's uh, fantastic in that, uh, and I love him in that. So 100%. yes, Action Jackson's great. He's good in um, uh, um, Happy Gilmore as well. Uh, yeah, you can listen and a now with of Mando. Yeah, and Mando, which you know, yeah, he's direct. His direction is fantastic as well. Plus, he did how many TV shows over the years and other movies as well. So yeah. Absolutely great choice to he's, put yeah, there. He's carved out a nice career for himself. That he has. That he has. Yes. Uh, um, all right. Anything more on that? No, that was my okay. five. Okay. So my five then is uh, John David Washington. Okay. What are you taking? Black Klansman? Yes. Black Klansman. Okay. Yeah. But I could throw in that's Tenet basically as well. it. Well, eh. Tenet, he's great in Tenet. The film itself, you can have issues with. But he's great in Tenet, but I also throw in Baller. See, I was I threw in the breadth of work here. So not mm-hmm. just movies. I um, couldn't watch Ballers. I tried. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's Entourage for sports people. It was, yeah, Entourage meets slightly Arliss with a little bit of Miami Vice <sighs> thrown in for no reason. I know. That show was just brutal. Just brutal. Someday, someone's going to have to explain the Robert Wolf thing to me. I will never understand it. There's nothing he's done that anybody else that i've seen as a generic white comedian couldn't do so it just i, well, just, it just, I think he's only good in like incredibly tiny parts <laughs> then i think he's really good yeah i do though yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he pops up and he only has what good morning vietnam yes uh, i love true. him in that yeah. he just comes in He's really almost the comedic straight man to Robin Williams when he's in those scenes. It's not yep. quite playing the straight, but there's a little smile, a little. He's perfect. <coughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. To hang your hat on him, at least if Arliss is any indication of that, that show sucked. Yeah. Woof, man. Because I didn't like him in Batman either. He's one of the reasons I, I don't 100% think that movie holds up when you go he's back fine. and watch it now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he's terrible in Arliss. And there was like rumors that HBO was looking to bring an Arliss back. I'm like, fuck you, man. Let that thing die. You drown it in the tub. Yeah, um, but there is something to be said for the guy knows how to apparently sell a project. So the fact yeah. that they're willing to bite all these years later, it's a testament mm-hmm. to maybe that's why he's been around working for so long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a good point. That's a good point. Um... Let's see here. What else so have we got? Okay. Uh, so then that was your my, five? my five. Yes. John David Washington. So, and he was a former football player. I think he played four years in the CFL and what have you. So yeah, uh, he that's played college. and he played college. Yes, absolutely. And I think for American college football, Andy played at a big university. Yeah. You know, now they can get paid over the table. Yeah. Uh, make money <laughs> off their likeness. Yeah, now Finally. they can. Finally. Finally, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. seem right that the NCAA somehow holds their likeness in perpetuity. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is, from that era. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. 
Um, so I, uh, I am intrigued because some athletes have already signed deals. Yeah. 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 So what this actually turns into, we're going to see a lot of shitty local car commercials. Yeah. Not as much around here, but down South, like sec country, there's going to be a lot of football kids like in Alabama. Hey, we got the offensive line to do this and they'll pay the offense just a little bit more cash makes Alabama that much more attractive. They have a dealership tie-in where, yeah, we always do whoever the offensive line is. They get paid. There's no way there's not going to be more drama. There's no way. But this is the natural course of things. And if these athletes are like those, there's these two twin sisters who have like a Uh 2.5. on TikTok? Yeah, 2.5 million followers on TikTok. They're not even the best players in women's basketball. They're just like... Uh, they're just cute twins, so people like them, and they like their personality, and they're fun and charming, and yeah. so boom, they 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 have a following, but they can now leverage that into some kind of product uh, endorsement and make some money off of that. And why not? You know, teach them finance well, they, yeah. young as well. I think that's a they create, you know, they quote unquote create a line of products themselves. Yeah, and now cool. they're selling. So they play basketball for is it Fresno State somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Something like in that, California. Yeah. And uh, so they have a workout drink or yeah. workout clothes. And yeah. here are the headbands that I like. And these are the basketballs that I endorse. And uh, exactly. Yeah. Listen, hopefully they buy their teammates a meal. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They're cool Fair. about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's your, f- what we're on to your four. Well, that was your five. My four, my four. Yes. What's your four? is uh, Dave Batista. Uh, slight punt. Slight punt. Perfectly reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have my reasons. Um, four for me is Burt Reynolds. That's my three. Oh, okay. Uh, I put Longest Yard as my movie. Come on, Boogie Nights. What are we talking about here? Uh, I, know, I get people love Boogie Nights. Longest Yard is the one I turn to. But go this ahead. Is yeah. best, this is best acting he's ever done. Let's be you're, honest. You're insane. He's a decrepit old man by the time he's doing Boogie Nights. Longest Yard oh, is, is Burt Reynolds in his prime. Shadows in life, baby. Shadows in life. Fucking the Ed Wood line of that movie. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to deny that he's great in. Uh, oh, he's so good. He's calculating <laughs> at all times, nonstop. I, uh, anyway, but Longest Yard, I know yeah. for a generation, a couple generations of dudes, that is a huge, indelible movie. Hell yeah. That's why that remake is a fucking joke because the, the original is has all this menace through and Adam Sandler can't even come close to capturing what Bruce, uh, what Bart, Burt Reynolds brought to that role because obviously Burt Reynolds was a huge star at Florida State uh, and then transfer as a football star and then transferred that into acting. But he was like, you know, the sexiest man alive for two or three years. He was leading films all through the 70s. The 80s is where, where it all starts to fall apart. But through the 70s, man, that was he was the 70s penis like he was the penis of the 70s throughout like that's just thing he was just this kind of manhood in all the movies he was in uh yeah. and when you look at longest yard this is a guy that's hard done he's in prison for point shaving uh and he's motivating these prisoners to believe in themselves against this corrupt system uh and going toe to toe with Eddie Albert the warden who's one of the worst people on the planet and then you have that ending where he can get sniped. They're going to sniper his ass uh, only because he wanted to give the game ball uh, to someone else. And it's just like, man, it's so, so close it comes. But he is all swagger, man. He is all swagger. And I love it. I love it. Bless you. And I love it. So, yeah, Deliverance, numerous films. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he didn't exist like that for me in my imagination. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he shame. doesn't have quite the pull. Um, longest yard. Uh, I mean, I like it, but it doesn't resonate like that. I think Deliverance is fantastic. Yes. Although having seen it, I don't think I need to see it again. <laughs> no one ever needs to see that. Well, I, I think it's too drawn out at certain points. Okay. Like, uh, you know, when uh, uh, Voight is trying to get out and there's the sniper up on the ridge type. Yeah. Of, like, we could have we sped this up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then the... Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Burt Reynolds is nothing short of fantastic in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But knowing that he looms so large... I grew up with him in the 80s, the Lonnie Anderson. Right. Yeah. Stoker ace and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like the perm was the man. Like, oh, that God. was his whole persona was, like, this helmet <laughs> hair and mustache, and that's Burt Reynolds. And it was a joke to me. Some people figured out the 80s. Some people didn't, man. Yeah. Didn't. But then to see that transform into Boogie Nights, where mm-hmm. that's also a helmet of hair, but it's set in a different time yeah, with now the beard and all that, and he had you know, transformed himself into this character. And I was like, this, this blows me away. I didn't know Burt Reynolds could do this. Well, it's, and it's ironically him going back to the decade that made him famous, the seventies, him going back to that decade in the film. And with all this perspective uh, of having been, you know, kind of like forgotten, having been pushed aside. I mean, Johnny Cash, who was the biggest country music rebel there ever was rolls into the eighties and he's a joke. He's forgotten. He can't get an album. He can't get a record company to sign him and people. And he's just like, you know, lost to oblivion until Ruben brings him back in the nineties in the early two thousands. That's, that's the thing. Some people could transition who were badass in the seventies into the eighties. And some people could not. And we saw that in the eighties. Some people could transition in the nineties. Some people could not, you know, it just happens every decade. Well, but the tonal shift too from era to era is tougher for some artists to agreed. Yeah. Some are just of their very specifically of their time. Right. Like the mustache is part of the man for Bert. Yes. And in the eighties that was mustaches were starting to die off for celebrities. Yeah. Uh, And if that is part of your look, just like that look is kind of dated at this point. (laughs) Yeah. It's your dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not, you know, it's somebody down the street. It's a, a cop, a fireman. Right. Uh, just mustache culture. Yeah. Yeah. And it ceased to exist. I mean, look at fucking Kiss makeup, too. Then there's that 80s where they makeup comes off. I've, I've never been a Kiss fan, but I do remember that. And then you just see them in their sad, normal faces. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just you're not used to see them as people. Mm-hmm. So then you see them as people and be like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. Of course, I knew what you looked like, but I didn't know what you looked like. Right. I was expecting um, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you look like the dude at the bakery. <laughs> that seems strange. Yeah, I don't know what I expected, but not that. That dude bags groceries. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, Let's uh, move on to my three, I guess, because that was your three, right, Burt Reynolds? Correct. So it was my four. So then my three is the pun from earlier, Dwayne Johnson. Um, For so many reasons, and if you'd like, I can list his entire resume, but I won't. Um, Seeing a guy progress from the fucking Scorpion King, which is terrible to watch. Um, His scenes are CGI terrible. 
uh, in uh, The Mummy Returns, which is where he was first introduced to Scorpion King. Then into The Scorpion King, which was a horrible movie. And you see him do these terrible movies, but he does these occasional small ones, these occasional independent ones, building up his resume, building up the work he's doing. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought he did great work and be cool. That was a glimpse into what The Rock can do as an actor, bring his kind of, you know, okay. em- empathy and vulnerability into that role. And he's a gay guy who is a bouncer or a bodyguard, rather, and he's trying to get a contract from John Travolta. And you see some really genuine emotion going on with Dwayne past what you'd expect from someone like Hogan when he tried to do the acting thing. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and does, and then he goes like into a period of like, well, is he ever going to do anything? This is all straight to DVD shit. Realizes he's got to stack the muscle back on after he stripped it off when he first started to get into acting and then becomes this massive global icon as a superstar. So whether he's great in these movies or not, that man pushes money and that man makes money and he's the hardest working dude in show business, producing TV shows, getting in franchises, producing those franchises, building uh, all the stuff that he's building, you know, co-owning the XFL now. So there's so much that he's doing for that alone. Um, I give him the, you know, the top, one of the top three spots. He's incredible. Uh, undeniably. Okay. And I'm only a fan of two of his movies. Okay. And yet I still think there's a lot of like, they announce a project to his jungle cruise. I'm intrigued mm. by black Adam. I'm intrigued by. Oh yeah. Yeah. When they announce that he's on something, it still holds, even though if I look at his fucking filmography, uh-huh. it is pile of shit after pile of shit after pile of shit to me. One after the other, after the other. Wow. And yet I am still, that's how likable he is. Okay. That's how impressive. I'm sorry. Uh, Rampage and San Andreas and Fast Five, Fast Six, Fast Seven, Hobbs and Shaw. Tell me, stop me when one of those is good. They're all good. What are you talking about? They're, They're all, all good. Good. J- Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Good. Jumanji. Okay. Jumanji in the rundown. I haven't seen the uh, the next the level yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Central so Intelligence is good. Moana uh, is good. Moana, that's true. I forgot about that one. Mm. Moana is good. He made my list. Maybe I, he should have been sixth instead of seven. Pain and gain is good. It's debatable. Snitch is damn good. Which one is snitch? This is getting to generic. And then there's, <laughs> there's snitch and snatch and snooch. And snatch and tooch. Uh, yeah, but I go tooch. Uh, tooth fairy sucks. <laughs> tooth fairy, not good. Yes, I'm not going to deny that. Um, Snitch is the one where his son gets involved with the drug dealers. Benjamin Brass, the drug dealer, and he's got to like um, go undercover as the dad to try mm. to save his son from being. How does somebody his size killed? go undercover? <laughs> you're supposed to blend in and be non-threatening to whatever. And he's joining the drug cartel. He's joining the matter. drug cartel. Even the drug cartel, you can't yeah. be more intimidating than El Jefe. Jefe. <laughs> well, you know, patron. Uh, el patron. El Topo is what he plays, uh, Benjamin. El Topo? El Topo. Damn, this could be a good five-pointer in the Schmodown because you've got David Harbour, Barry Pepper, and Susan Sarandon, and John Bernthal, and Michael Kenneth Williams in this movie. Yeah, interesting. Boy, that's Uh, a tough – that's that's an obscure five-pointer. It is. I know what you mean, but I don't know where it's gotten to these days, but that seems like fuck. All right. (laughs) 
It is a rock movie, though. So that's yeah. what would kind of elevate it to being potential chance, in my opinion. But once yeah, again, it's been I think so. Yeah. Four years, three years. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a bit. It's been a while. Anyway, I know you're not going to yeah. give in. And I you know I'm not going to give in. So let's move on to your number two. What's your number two? Uh my deuce is Kurt Russell for the thing. But yeah, Kurt Russell. I didn't put him on the list. How do you not put Kurt Russell on this list? Uh, minor league ball player who cut his who torn a rotator cuff. He didn't, he, by a technical term, yes, he's an athlete, but to me, it doesn't qualify. Uh, he played he didn't double play, A ball. Double A ball. Give me a break. Give me a break. Dude, you wouldn't make it out of the... the, the I'm not comparing it to me. That's a different the conversation. secondary league that they do in Massachusetts. I wouldn't even make whatever, the league. The Cape Cod League or whatever. because no, I'm called. not a baseball player. That's fine, but... He grew up, basically, that was the height of everybody played baseball. That was the number one sport for mm-hmm. every superior athlete, by and large, in this country, mm-hmm. was baseball because it was the fucking national pastime, and everybody loved it, and it loomed largest. So to make double A when the competition is probably at its highest percentage of the overall population, that's still pretty fucking impressive. Okay. Just was like early 1970, 71, 72, somewhere in there. So you're riding the Mickey Mantle Yankees out through that late 60s into those kids all grew up and baseball was the biggest thing in the entire world. And now he, they're of the age. Okay. But here's the ding. And I'm going to put this out because normally I don't argue. What, he was an actor before? Yes. So Makes he's it not, even more impressive. He's not an athlete turned actor, which is the name of this list. He's an actor who turned well, an athlete who became went back to being an actor. But I only watch the acting after <laughs> baseball. I can legitimately say I don't believe that I've seen a full anything of his yeah. from before he played baseball. Well, I can. I saw a number of things of his before. He That's fine. I mean, I've seen baseball. bits and pieces, but I have never yeah. once sat down for a Kurt Russell as a child actor. You're you're not wrong. But I think also to do that, to go from mm-hmm, mm-hmm, child mm-hmm. actor to making it to double A ball is incredibly impressive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at that time. He played but, two years, but all right. Two years of professional sports. Two, not professional. Not You're not a professional. Minor league is professional. That's you get bullshit. paid. You get yeah, paid. But, ah, all right, fine. How do you define a professional? That is the league. I mean, they're, that me, is their farm system to bring in. Baseball, that's professional baseball. D league, G league for NBA. I don't consider that professional. Okay. NBA is professional. Did Burt play professional? No, but I didn't okay. say he was a professional ball player. Well, because he wasn't, whereas Kurt Russell was a professional ball player. Okay. Played. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is where we're going to agree to disagree. Yeah, that's right. We are. <laughs> we're not going to move forward on that. Uh, Mason Sasser says, if John David Washington makes it in for college football, Kurt for sure makes it for minor league ball. No, Mason. See, minor league ball two years. Versus four years of co- four years of CFL. I didn't say college. He went four years of CFL. That's professional football for Canada. Highest level you can achieve four years. So that counts more than what seven hundred people who make the double A uh, uh, baseball. Okay. I mean, it's it's you know how many teams there are at the double A. There's a crap ton. You have no idea. You're just assuming. All right. In 1971, you can tell me how many. Double A teams there were. If you're saying it's the height of baseball, then you know there's going to be not, a crap ton of teams. But I'm saying the competition to even have gotten that, that far 
for a guy that wasn't coming up through playing high school and getting scouted like that is wildly mm-hmm. impressive. Okay. Now, how good a player he was, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, but by and large, none of these people were. You know, Alex Karras is one of the best. Mm-hmm. Was a defensive stalwart, but he only did television stuff. True. It's like True. it's very rare when the best in the league make the transition over. You know, Terry Crews doesn't make my list, but he made the league, but he was never a star. Yeah, I had to. He was a cut for me as well. 115 what? 133, 141. 146 minor league baseball teams were around in 1972. 146. Okay. How many teams. of them are double A? That's fine. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. They're all double A? No, oh, wait, because then saying, there's how many, oh, you're right. Saying how many teams were Because then there's I like the Cape Cod lead and there's the Cactus League, uh, and then there's yeah, a league right. down in Texas, and there's a league. So it's you're you right. can play, but to be part of single, double, and triple, that is the conduit into the show. These others are the conduit into the minor leagues. Well, 24. There were 24 teams that were double A. 24 okay. teams that were triple A. Uh, there were much okay. more. It was about 30 to 35 that were single A. Um, so, yeah, 24 teams. It's a lot. So, And, and you know the roughly, rosters are bigger on the in the minor league than in the majors. Uh, I doubt that. Just because it's not financially solvent to carry a large roster when you're making one and one hundredth of the big boys. If you're playing them, if you're paying them shit, which they usually are at double A. Yeah, of course they are. My guess is, my guess is there's somewhere around 800 ish double A ball players that year. Out of a population of at that time, let's say two, uh, 225 million people, maybe 250. All right, let's see. There are 33 baseball players. In the on the Pittsfield Rangers, which is one of the double A teams in 1972, 33. Okay. So 24 by 33. And Arkansas has 35. So that's a lot of athletes. So, yeah, 792. I was right on the money. That's what I said. Didn't I just say there were 700 athletes? I said that too. 700 players. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, well, but okay. So then we're assuming if. So you said to me that I didn't know how many there were. And I said, if he's one of 700 players. So obviously. I did. I knew by accident. Oh, but I, I knew. Well, yeah, but you were saying it and, until you looked it up. You did not yeah. know that you were right. You were just making up an arbitrary number. Yeah, but I was right. <laughs> I True, ended up being right. But let's not say that you you knew. No, oh, I didn't say okay. I knew. So what I'm saying is, baseball is at its highest pop culture threshold. Somewhere yeah. probably within that, you know, up until that point. Right. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. So in a, and all kids are playing that. So you have a farm system of millions of kids, millions upon millions, because wow. say roughly the U.S. population. Talk about is throwing out a number million. you have no fucking idea to back up. Talk about throwing a number that you can't actually back up. You don't okay. know if there were millions of people trying to play baseball. Come on. What would you say the population was in 1971? Let's say 225. We're at 325 ish now. Okay. So we'll knock 100 million off. Okay. Percentage-wise, how many of those are under the age of 18? That I don't know, but let's call that 20%. How many of them can actually play? We can get down to that. So 20% under 18 kids, that's what, 45 million people? Of that that split in half, and we'll just say 50-50 divide, male-female, so now we're talking about 22 and a half. And of that 22 and a half, I bet you 
10% or so play baseball. So you're talking about 2 million kids, two and a half million kids. Well, it's 209 Overall. million was our population in, in 1972. 209 million. Okay. So we're still roughly in the ballpark of what we're talking about here. So we're talking about a couple million kids are playing baseball by a conservative estimate. So 800 make single A, 800 make double A, 800 make triple A. And then how many ever the show has, we'll just bump those numbers up and say 1,200. You're talking about 3,600 people out of a potential pool of what age range and now add in, let's say, a million per age range. And it's boiled down to 3,600 people are getting paid by Major League Baseball in some capacity to play baseball. That's, That's pretty fucking impressive. I don't care if you only made it to double A. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. Throwing it out there. He had an unspectacular career. There was no... I don't care. There were no write-ups or anything like that. I mean, I don't Burt care. Reynolds was considered one of the greatest college football players at the time. Uh, let's see. How many how many baseball players are 18 years old in 1972? But so was Tim Tebow. So, and Tim Tebow was even <laughs> better college football player. You can't and he translated that. to play in the big boys... He was never anywhere remotely close. <laughs> That's a separate conversation. He at least that achieved, is, but I'm he, just saying he at least achieved just some level college, of greatness at his level. Look at the track record of Heisman winners and tell me how many of those are actually anything beyond a great yeah, college but system. They at least achieved a high level at yeah, okay. whatever level they were at. Kurt didn't even do that. Kurt made it to the pros, and of 3,600 people actually getting paid in this country out of, we'll say roughly a ballpark of 14 million potential applicants. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Okay. For you. I, I think for any sane, rational individual, oh, yeah. you okay. the scope, you know, you take a step back <laughs> okay, and you look at the macro worldview of this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you see the achievement for what it is, which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's my deuce. So. He is. He is your deuce. Uh, my deuce is the punt from earlier, Dave Batista. Oh, uh, I... Great choice. Yeah, the only reason, because he's such a fucking great actor already, man. And it only took him way less time to figure. I would argue he has a better breadth of work than The Rock, even though The Rock has way more quantity. Batista has more quality in his roles. And as I've said numerous times, and I'll say it till it actually happens, so that people give me credit for it, I think he's going to win an Oscar before it's all said and done. He has such an incredible amount of talent and understanding, innate understanding of what it is to be an actor and bringing his real life or his very, uh, you know, um, fabricated life of the character and combining it with his own instincts, his own organic uh, natural abilities as a performer into these roles. And it's Mm -hmm. incredible to watch, incredible to watch Um, from uh, uh, what Blade Runner 2049 to, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, to even to the James Bond film to where he doesn't say too much to any number of yeah, other Spectre. roles that you've seen him in. Yeah. Spectre to any other number of the roles you've seen him in. He's great. Even in the terrible straight to DVD stuff, when he's starting out, he's actually really fucking good in those movies. The movies are shit, but he is good. So he is learning on the fly. Uh, and I think it, they gave him a shot in guardians. And if he hadn't still been able to do it, there's no way yeah. they'd be putting him in these other franchise movies. No. Overall. If Guardians wasn't a hit, he wouldn't have yeah. Blade Runner. He wouldn't have James Bond. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Batista's. Yeah. 
Really excellent. Hopefully, so, things this like is, Stuber haven't derailed them. Oh, okay. I know. I know this is one of our patrons, but this is such an ignorant comment. Oh yeah, the guy in Stuber and My Spy is winning an Oscar. Yeah, right. Uh, last I checked, Jamie Fox, who played a woman with an accentuated butt and fingernails doing massages in In Living Color, won Shanae. an Oscar. Shanae won an Oscar. Last I checked. So it, this kind of stupidity is hilarious to me on so many levels because you never fucking know what is going to open the door. The guy who was talking out of his ass, Jim Carrey, in Ace Ventura, you could argue mm-hmm. Eternal Sunshine was – you could have given him best actor for that, and nobody would have had an issue with that. Uh, Adam Sandler, who is doing weird voices, could have won an Oscar for Punch Drunk Love. So this kind of stupid regimented thinking drives me insane on so many levels. I'm sorry, Matthew, but when you come with bullshit, you're going to get spanked, and you know it. And I think that's a ridiculous take to have a 1,000%. I mean, yeah, everyone has to start somewhere. That's a great point, Drew uh overall so yeah just saying it's it's that kind of limiting thinking that it allows people to not succeed because you go oh you know what i only see you as uh, this so. i feel like you have a futures bet in vegas for his oscarship <laughs> so you shut down any discussion of he's not going to one day win an oscar because he is this going thing to pays out at 750 to one and you put yeah. 10 grand on it yeah uh, I did put ten grand on it. You're right. At exactly. Some point, now I'm you're like, what? Well, well, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. That's my retirement. Did you see Monique winning an Oscar? Give me a break. Those oh, are those. Dude. You just have no idea. You just. Have yeah, no idea. I don't know if you want to bring up that as, as an example. I, I, I'm just saying. I, I, you know, irrespective of whatever's going, you know, all the other stuff. I'm just saying. When you saw uh, Monique, nobody thought. Oh yeah. For totally. me personally, Oscar. it's more of a likability. I think Dave Bautista will keep getting shots because yes. we all kind of like like people yep. pulling for him before he got knives out too. Mm-hmm. But there were people on Twitter uh, just because I saw screen caps of where he thanked someone because yeah. they've been for like since that movie came out had been saying right. to Ryan Johnson on Twitter, you know, it'd be great in knives out too is Dave Bautista. Yeah. Also, uh, what Matthew Simmons is arguing is back when old ass white people made the decision, not what the uh, Academy uh, Awards are becoming now, which is more integrated, more women, more people of color, more younger people. Those people are developing an affinity for different kinds of actors that have always been shut out of the conversation because of old antiquated thinking. So the way it's going now, you're going to see people like Batista and other people win awards uh, or win Oscars for their performances because people are more open and less regimented. Matthew might be 85 years old. We don't know. And less regimented in their thinking about how they look at actors and how they're starting out and where they're going. So, you know, just throwing it out there as well. For sure. (laughs) So our number one, do we have the same number one? I hope so. Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. What's your movie for that? I, I picked T2, but I don't really. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. I picked T2 as well. So there we go. Such um, a great actor, man. Great actor. And, you know, it's it's wildly impressive. Yeah. What everything that he's done with, with his life. Yes. I mean, he became the governor of Matt. Of what is now the world's fifth largest GDP. Yeah, it's incredible. That's incredible. When he was governor, we were, I would almost bet top 10, somewhere like maybe seven or eight. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so, could never be president, but that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
for a guy that was running off of a military base in Austria because he had been lifting weights and wanted to enter into competitions for weightlifting. And for all of us to put that aside and go, you know what? He's, he's good at what he does and he's grown yeah. over the years. He's become a better and better actor as opposed yeah. to just coasting on, you know, like Seagal and just fat now doing the hamster hand motions to block punches. You're like, no one's buying this man. Uh, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird now. Cause I, I always thought of Seagal as kind of a joke. Yeah. Even when I liked him. Um, but I never took him seriously enough to see him take himself more seriously than, than I ever could. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't disagree. Uh, with you. Yeah. But I mean, just there's been a ton of movies. The guys had a tremendous body of work. Yeah. Way and then skewing over a little bit more into the uh, trying to bring in some comedy elements. Good for you. I think that Batista doing Stuber and stuff is him branching out and seeing what oh, else yeah. he's totally. But he, yeah, but uh, comedy to Drax. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, but anyway. Schwarzenegger was a guy who understood the business for himself. Like, all right, I'm going to come in. I'm going to do this Terminator role. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to do Predator. I'm going to do this stuff. Then he hit a wall and he's like, I don't want to be typecast as just an action hero. I want to do other things. And then we get twins and a kindergarten cop. And, and then eventually a true lies, which is a marriage of both. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. And he's able to come back and still do. I thought he was great in Terminator dark fate. Uh, and you get these roles where he gets to step in and do this stuff. And he's kind of grasped how to, how to use social media in a positive way. And so there's so much about him to be respected. And yes, I know the maid stuff and you can certainly ding him for that. But like, there's so much about him to respect and what he was able to do. Um, how can you not put him at the top of this list? Because he is a prime athlete for sure. Uh, and what he was able to uh, turn that into in his life is phenomenal, man. Just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because it's uh, sheer, sheer force of will. Yeah. Is, um, yeah. In a lot of regards, how I view his success. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock. It's it's a tip of the cap. It's a salute. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Who knew you believed your was... bullshit so hard you forced other people to believe your bullshit? <laughs> That's usually the key to success. It's uh, amazing because <laughs> who knew when he was sneaking off to go do those competitions, risking getting kicked out of the military yeah, in Austria? Marshaled. Yeah, that that would lead to all the things that it led to. Who knew? You know. So go watch Pumping Iron and. He hasn't yeah. even done anything of real repute, but he walks around there like he's king of the castle. Yeah. It is. This is the problem right here. Like when the guy asks him for help on how to pose and you're like, you see this, you got to move your elbow in two centimeters. <laughs> you so know, smart, I know man. what I'm doing. You're like, this, this is amazing. The guy's like, Oh yeah. To- <laughs> oh yeah. I see they're in the mirror. It is just ridiculous. It is. It is. Uh, uh, Matthew Simmons says if Batista does someday win an Oscar, I will rook a big time. You do, yes, you do. That'll be, I'll take 10 grand. Uh, Mason Sasser uh, says, uh, shows like this are why I get up at 4 a.m. to watch live. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. <laughs> We're glad you enjoy. Yeah. We're yeah. glad you enjoy. Or, hey, Matthew, if you keep it up, you could always go and do a hedge bet against his. You know what I mean? Bet That's against. True. It's true. Batista never winning and just become the loudest anti Batista. But then, absolutely. All pub uh, pub is good pub, so it might end up helping them. So I don't yeah. know what you do there, but good luck to you. <laughs> you could, you could big short this. 
And, and by an Oscar, I do mean like best supporting or something like that's what I'm talking about. Will he win a best actor? I don't know if I'd see best actor Oscar in the future. Depends on the project. He's such a big dude, but maybe best supporting actor is a possibility. So it just opens the field a little bit more. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's our separate uh, top 10 list. Costume design or cinematography or sound editing. Goes Dude. to Dave Batista. Dave Batista does sound editing too. <laughs> How does he have the fucking time? Just a picture of him hulking over. I the just sky. I just assume you got to work out three hours every day. So where do you have time to edit all this stuff? Good for you. He's just like Good standing there you. over the audio. She's like, hold yeah. for the plane. Hold for a plane. He's just doing curls. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking in the background, life. eating his protein is. Raw whole protein, whatever that is, just cans of tuna fish, His stinking chicken. up the joint, farting like crazy. <laughs> uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, all right, I'm going to grab the bongos. I'll be right back. All right, grab those bongos. I can start us. We'll do Arnold up top. That's an easy choice. Sorry, I got to move that out of the way. I have to put my laptop on a pedestal, which is my coffee mug. I hope you enjoy the song. All right, so Arnold T2. Yeah. Well, Dave is 2-4. Bert is, what, 3-4? So Dave. I think Dave, yeah. And then bring down the actor. Okay. Um, the all Rock right, is Carl, three. The Rock is 3. 3-7. Three, 3-7. Seven. Three, seven. Carl Weathers is 5 lower. 8. I have 8. So. Um. All right, Dwayne Johnson. That's right. That's right. No, uh, take Kirk Russell's and Deuce. Have so it'd probably be Carl Weathers, and that's the only thing we have Piper? in common. We have Piper, right? Oh, Piper too. Eight, yeah. So Carl in the sixth spot. Okay. You want Piper in the seven? I have an eight. Sure, whatever works, man. All right, so what's your next highest? Uh, John David Washington is number five. All right. I thought about him, but I'm... Yeah. Uh, Adam Driver's my favorite part of that movie. That's fair. All right, so I got Statham at six. Um, Okay, I have Jason Lee at six, but we just took one of mine, so please feel free. All right, Statham and then Lee. Back-to-back Jasons. Nice. That's it. I'm done. All right, cool. Here we go. The top 10 athletes turned actors. Yeah. At number 10. Jason Lee. At number nine. Jason Statham. At number eight. John David Washington. At number seven. Roddy Piper. At number six. Carl Weathers. At number five. Kurt Russell. At number four. Dwayne Johnson. At number three, Burt Reynolds. At number two, Dave Bautista. And our number one athlete turned actor in a movie is... Arnold Schwarzenegger. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, All right. What do you got for honorables? I got so many, man. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what you... Tell us what you got for honorables. Bob Euchre. Yes, Absolutely. But he only played himself. That was the one I brought up earlier. Like, yeah, basically, Bob Euchre played Bob Euchre. Hey, but not on the TV show. But yeah. I, yeah. It, you you brought into the the breadth of work. I was trying to yeah. focus on the movies. I understand that. Um, sure. 
Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Kareem. Those are your three basketball players. Okay. Uh, John Amos. Okay. Terry Crews, like we said. Yeah. Vinny Jones. Yep. Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. And then finally, because there's a whole bunch of others, but those were like, I'm highlighting all these names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, just for shits and giggles, well, it's the fourth basketball player, Boban. Uh, Marjanovic for John McThree. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Well, let's see. He's the perfect, uh, <laughs> over-the-top, huge human being to fight yeah. John Wick. And they cut it in such a way that he kind of looks quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, all right, so for me, Bubba Smith, I threw out because of all those Police Academy Police movies. Academy, sure. He's actually damn good in that. Kareem, if you put Kareem in there for airplane and what have you, uh, absolutely a thousand percent. Um, I, I I can't put him on uh, because of the uncomfortable nature of it all. But uh, Brett Favre with uh, um, there's something about Mary. Oh, something about Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Andre the Giant was in my honorable mentions. Kevin Nash is in my honorable mentions because of Magic Mike and John Wick and a couple of other performances uh, that he's done over the years. You could throw in Esther Williams for those of you who are old enough to remember Esther Williams. She did a lot of musicals. She was a former Olympic swimming champion. Uh, mm-hmm. And she transitioned into being an actress. Sonia Henney as well, former figure skating champion who did uh, movies. But like Esther is the one that actually like tried to bring some levels and depth to the stuff that she was doing, um, uh, even though she they always staged the swimming thing. Tony Danza was another one that I considered for sure. What movies? Uh, well, She's Out of Control, whatever it is. Is that what the, is that what the name of that movie is? I don't um, even remember. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the title. <laughs> And Cena came close, man, because I like him in in Trainwreck. I thought about it, but yeah, he needs to get there. there. Well, I already have a number of wrestlers yes, on this yes. list. Yeah. So how many am I, am I going to have? Right, right. Yeah. There are others, and, too. I didn't know Mark Harmon played professional. Yes. Mark Harmon was the quarterback of the UCLA Bruins. Yeah. Uh, um, Cam Neely for Dumb and Dumber. Right, right. Or Ed O'Neill for Ace Ventura. Ed O'Neill. Yeah, Ed O'Neill. Yeah, he, he he's done some uh, some uh, feature film work that's good. Yeah, there's uh, a, for a sure. ton to choose from. Yes, yes, absolutely. And even Wyatt Russell, who just got into... Oh, yeah, yeah he's so, on the come up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now it's what? Everybody wants some. Um, yeah. And 22 Jump Street. Just like his father, couldn't quite get it done in the minor leagues of the profession that he chose to be in. So he transitioned to acting, and he's doing better as an actor than he that's did. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. You think that's a shot, but I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying that's there's there's a connective tissue. Well, he here was a in the Russell family. Yeah, he was a goalie in the NHL, yeah. and not in a minor leagues of hockey. Yeah, but Which couldn't come close to the pittance. NHL. Yeah, um, anyway, mm-hmm. good luck to uh, the new Space Jam. Yes, I doubt I'll be seeing it, but. <laughs> Well, eventually, it's not made for for me. Oh, come on, Don it's Cheadle's. Not, it's it. made for kids. All right, you unless it's an inner child inside you. Appear well, it needs to appeal to all spectrums, like Pixar does. So yes. there's jokes in there for adults, and there's all the still magic for the kids. Um, right. And I, the first Space Jam doesn't hold a soft spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I've watched it more than once because Michael Jordan is in it. Right. I don't disagree with you, bro. I don't yeah. understand why people love that movie so much. They must have and been me either. Five years And you're old. talking to somebody that lived and died with the Chicago Bulls and yeah. still does. Yeah. And it's been a lot of dying. Yeah. 
Um, but we each have somebody on the Olympic squad. <laughs> so we got that to crow about. That's true. That's true. That's very true. And uh, <sighs> Pop is now quoted as saying, what has he learned about Brad Beal? He's thick. He is thick. <laughs> I thought he was wiry. That dude is he's got some beef to him. He's a hoss. That's for sure. That's why he can get in that lane the way he does. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's our uh, top 10 athletes uh, turn movies. Extra long show here. Hour and 51 minutes. Jesus, you're getting your money's worth for sure. Um, and for those of you who, uh, who are not $10 and above patrons or, 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 um, you know, can't seem to join us for these live ones, uh, please, we do them every second and fourth Thursday of every month. So if you want to jump up to the $10 level, please feel free to do that from the $1 or $5 level. These are the perks that you get. Uh, mm-hmm. So be aware of that. And that's at patreon.com slash the top 10. And for those of you who are asking for us to do certain movies, you do certain lists. When you get to that boss hog level, that's when you can start to suggest topics. And Matt and I are always looking for the new boss hog level people so that we can get to their lists uh, before we do people who've been around for a while, because we've done a number of their lists already. So we'd love to get the new people a little more access uh, to getting their topics talked about. So if that motivates you to jump up to the $50 level, feel free to do that as well. Um, So please join us at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. We'd love to have you and uh, everybody in the chat today. uh, You guys rock. Yes. And I uh, couldn't sound like an older man if I tried. <laughs> so you can follow me at Matt Nost. Uh, please check out to settle the score and drop in dimes and uh, hit us up on Twitter at top 10 show or on YouTube and Instagram. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. Thank you all so much. Yeah. You can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow me on Twitch, the outlaw nation, all lowercase. It's there on Twitch. I'll be doing more watch. I'm definitely doing watch along for Sunday for the final, but also some more gameplay jumping into red dead, a little more of that uh, ghost of Tsushima and whatever else is out there to play. So come and join me on there as well. And my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roka says uh, the outlaw nation channel uh, there for you all to enjoy. All right, that's it. Much love to you all. Take care of yourselves. Be well. uh, And we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of the Top 10. 